Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 36, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile from 2019. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we are back. And that felt weird, dude. That I felt naked without an intro thing. I know, I know. Didn't I was thinking that weird? I was waiting for you to say something. Yeah, I know. I, it, but we, oh, we, got, we got nothing. Yeah, man. I'm, it's, it's good to be back here, but whew, I feel a little slighted. Well, we have been very busy over on the Too Fast, Too Forever feed doing a new podcast at least once every two weeks. We've thrown out a couple of Bonus ones. Gosling, a couple of Channing since we last checked in here. Do you remember? What? Um, I don't know if you looked it up. Do you remember when, when we talked about the running wild with bear grills episode which is our last episode i'm gonna go six months just take a guess no it was 11 months ago holy fuck june 2018 hashtag zach jump jesus that's a long time dude He's not been doing a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, he did this movie. He did The Beach Bum, which you and I have both seen, but we're waiting for, yeah. for VOD. Which which we highly recommend that you see if you haven't seen it yet. Absolutely. We'll talk about it. You'll get a full, full episode when it comes out on VOD, but we saw it in theaters. I was a huge fan. Probably one of my favorite movies I've seen so far this year. He is producing... So, actually, so... Not, not a spoiler, but this is, this is one of the final things I noticed about this movie. Zac Efron listed as an executive producer on this Ted Bundy movie. Oh, shit! Is, I didn't see that. Which I was like, is this his first one? And no, he was also... Do you want to take a guess what movie he was an executive producer on? High School Musical 3. No, that's a good guess. It was actually that awkward moment, which makes zero sense. Yeah, that makes no sense, but sure. Get those credits, man. Get double paid. Get those credits. I'm ready. You know, secure the bag. Get double paid. I'm ready for it. The reason I bring that up is because the other thing that he's currently working on, supposedly, is this TV series called Human Discoveries, which I don't know much about. Sounds like a sounds like a History Channel, one of those like what can humans do type shows. A group of friends living at the dawn of human civilization are the first to discover necessities like fire and the wheel. We'll watch as they stumble upon upon humanity's best and worst innovations: art, alcohol, fashion, racism, small talk, and much there's confusion. Monogamy. It's mm. with him, uh, my girl Anna Kendrick, Lisa oh, Kudrow, Jillian wow. Bell, Paul Shear, and Lamorne Morris. So it's a TV show, wow. not a movie. That's going to be cool. I don't know anything about it. Are we going to do like weekly episodes, or are we going to do what? How are we going to do it? We'll find out. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So it we might not even ever as we get closer. make it past the pilot. We don't know exactly. Who knows? Yeah. But with a cast like that, I would imagine it would. But you never know. This is our first of at least two Zack Attack episodes this year. But who knows what will happen after the Beach Bum? Yeah, who knows? Before we get into discussing this movie, we have to crack open the proverbial and literal mailbag. We have an email address here on the show, ZachAttack at CageClub.me. It would be so funny if we have no emails. No, we have eight emails. We have a okay. lot of emails. Wow, okay. Because keep in mind, we haven't we haven't done something in uh, almost a year, and we have That's why it would be really funny show. if we got like no emails in eight months or whatever. So, yeah, I would that would be sad. But uh, we've got a couple fans. I know one of whom sent us a handful of emails. Montez will be very excited. But first, First up, before we get to Montez, okay. uh, our old friend Aaron O'Malley sent us a note. Oh, Aaron's back. Hi, Aaron. Way back in June, which I think I responded to her, but I don't remember for sure. It's been a while. She says, quick note, no need to save this for the mailbag. Sorry, Aaron, doing it anyway. <laughs> Just want to tell you that Zach made a statement in that Instagram live interview with Hugo that he was planning a big backpack adventure and was going to drop off the radar for a while. Ooh. His brother posts on Instagram quite a bit. Cheers, 
Aaron. So maybe that explains why we haven't done an episode in 11 months. Yeah, maybe. He's back on the radar now, which we will get to on our next little segment. He's up. He's doing some things now. He's in sort of more of the public eye. Now that he's got two movies that are out, he kind of has to be back to, to sort of probably Promo, press tours, yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, it makes sense. He's back in the public eye. You know, we since we last recorded, uh, he went away and came back. Yeah, so, that's true. Not a bad place to be. All right. Thank you, Aaron, for writing in. We, Thank you, Aaron. We miss you. I hope you're listening to this. I do wonder... You know, it's been 11 months, not like there's like there's no reason to unsubscribe to this podcast unless you want to clean up your news feed or something. Right? Exactly. You know, I hope everybody who has written into us before, you know, Montez, Aaron, Jenny, Sarah, Christine, um, am I missing anybody? I don't know. Matt, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melissa, you know, people who have written in be- before, I hope that you are still listening or listen to this new episode and send us a note, ZachAttack at CageClub.me, and we will... Uh, Read it on the Beach Bomb episode, which I think we actually have a date on the Beach Bomb. Hang on. We do? It's coming out June 18th. So in a little over a month, we will have another episode of Zack Attack. But then past that, who knows? And we always dream. try to, and you know that we always try to release them on the release date if we can. This one's a yep. little bit different because it came out on Netflix and there's no like release date for it, you know? So. And I feel personally slighted that Netflix did not give us a screener copy. If anybody deserved one, it was us. They know that we are the preeminent Zac Efron experts on the internet. That is not even remotely true, but a little true. I think that body of work-wise, we might be. We're up there with Zephron Lever 19. We're close. Yeah, we're very close. If your goal in life is to be have your email read on Zac Attack, you've got about five weeks from the time that we read this before we record the next one to get your get your message in, get your email in. So we'll read it. We'll read it. That in mind, ZachAttack at CageClub.me. Okay, next email from Miss Jess Montez, Jess Collins. Jess Montez. Put a picture in, random BuzzFeed Zeph sighting. I don't know what list this was from, but number one, Zach Efron's lack of basketball skills. I was an extra in High School Musical 3, and it really opened my eyes to the long hours actors and crew have to work. We were filming until 3 a.m. on one of the days, trying to get one shot of Zach Efron making a basketball shot. <laughs> Poor guy isn't very good at basketball, but worked his hardest to make it believable. And then there's a gif, or jif, I believe, of once a wildcat, always a wildcat. So I don't know what list this was from. I don't know either, but in that interview where they just ask him like 20 or 100 questions, didn't wasn't oh, yeah. he like dribbling a basketball? I think he like made a uh, shot in the interview, like that like long shot. Remember that like goes around his house? Yeah, but you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to redeem himself. I mean, he's also gotten older so so this is from 26 behind the scenes stories from movie and tv sets okay so shout out montez thank you for... thank you for thinking of us a lot of people seem to to think of us when anything zach efron happens like i get lots of random texts and emails and and messages like hey did you see zach efron do this and i'm like oh shit yeah i did actually <laughs> You know, we used to get that all the time when we first started Cage Club. Mike and I would get tagged, or especially, I, I mean, I'm assuming Mike got tagged, but I would get tagged in all sorts of things like, you know, he would do something and like three or four people would send me a link. I feel like that's gone away as my brand has diversified yes. a bit. And I feel like people are just like, you you, you know what's going on. Like, there's there's a lot of things. I'm not going to send you all the news about a dozen different people. But, I still send uh, you guys stuff. Send you, you all the best memes. Shout out to you. But I also Thanks. think that you don't really count yeah. in this case because you... You're part of it. You're in you're That's in true. It. That's true. Next email, Tom Cruise Zeph Connection from Jess Collins, ooh, aka Montez. Ooh. Tom Cruise, who since she sent this email, we decided I, we might have decided before this, but since we since she sent this email, we have started a Tom Cruise podcast, me and Mike Manzi. Yeah. So if you damn. want to listen to Cruise Club and Hanks for the Memories, 
go check those out. Okay, she says, I'm sure you already know this, but, and then copies and pastes the thing, Tom Cruise taught Zac Efron how to ride a motorcycle. No. In 2010, I don't think I knew this either. No. A young Zac Efron sat down with a now-defunct Details magazine for a cover shoot. I love Details. I Dude, I was a huge fan of Details magazine. It was awesome. What kind of magazine was it? It was a men's magazine. It, like, wasn't, like, Maxim. It didn't, like, really focus. So there's two magazines that I really liked. It was Details and FHM. FHM is like rowdier UK Maxim, right? Yep. Details was more like, I guess it was like a better men's health in a way. It was like more fashion focused and like, these are like these new colognes or like, here's cool leather belts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it would be like everything a guy needs in his kitchen to make Manhattans. You know what I mean? So it was FHM without the models. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it like, it wasn't girl focused. There was like interviews and stuff like that, but it was mainly like men's like lifestyle magazine, I would get, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And it was cool. So I really like details. I I used to have a subscription to it. But it died. Apparently it did. I didn't know that. He was in his post-high school musical phase trying to break out of the teen star shell. Okay. Somewhere along the line, Tom Cruise asked him if he knew how to ride a motorcycle. You want to learn how, Cruise asked, inviting young Efron to his house. According to details, Cruise, quote, taught him how a motorcycle engine works, showed him the hangar with his dozens of pristine bikes, including the triumphs he rode in the Mission Impossible movies. That's cool. When Details asked him why he thought Tom Cruise would do such a nice thing, he had no idea. Quote, I don't know. I don't even want to know. It's just so cool that he gave a shit. The fact that he cared at all, no one else did that. Which makes Zeph seem very depressed. Why? The fact that he cared at all, no one else did that. It's just like, nobody else cares about me. No. So I think this plays into the style of the magazine. It was like, how to be like a cool guy, right? Oh. That fits the storyline. And he's like, I don't even care because like nobody else taught me how to ride a motorcycle. Not like nobody else cared about him. It was like specifically okay. like how to be like cooler and like break out of your boy shell. It fits okay. It fits the profile of what the magazine was. It was like for millennials when we were all like, like 18. So details would have a thing like how to how to properly neg girls? No, it was never that that bro. It feels like it feels like that's what you're describing. It's not. It really wasn't. It was always like these are cool ties. Here here's how to tie like a a bow tie this crazy way. It was like, you know what I mean? It was it was never like it, it didn't have anything to do with girls at all. It was all like fashion and like men's lifestyle stuff. Okay. Like using well, a straight razor. Like here's how you use a straight razor type thing. Oh. You know what I mean? Speaking of shaving and bow ties, a lot of that coming up later when we talk about the movie. Ooh. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Next email is an email that we have read three times before Montez sending in October when I think this was when we announced that we were going to turn Gosling and Shannon into every three months uh, podcast. Yeah, quarterly. She says, I will never forget you. I'm still listening and not taking notes, but I'm still here quietly loving all the cage club family from afar i promise i'll go back and rank your fire ass titles very very soon Which love she never did. forever montez yes and she has a gif in here of uh, ryan gosling refusing to eat a cereal i love ryan gosling not eating a cereal next email from montez my amazon today and this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit more in the next segment although this is kind of the extent of it seems to think i need to explore brb have to buy some protein montez sent a picture of the Zac Efron Amazon store. What? Um, oh, I think I, I think you sent this to me when she sent this email. Yeah. And um, well, it it was it was big news for a couple of days that there's a there's a Zac Efron shop essentially on Amazon that I think he curates the things that he likes that he endorses, not things that he makes, but like whether you want watches or clothes, which or is Details Magazine. Protein. He's running his own Details Magazine on Amazon essentially. Zeph is uh, Zeph is Zeph. He's just doing him and getting that uh, sweet sweet money. Yeah, do it. I'm about it. So Montez wrote in on January 4th. So that's you know one of the stories here is New Year, New You. So hopefully Montez, 
Uh, you bought some of that sweet, sweet protein powder. Maybe that looks uh, like it's vegan. Bike. Maybe those shoes. Maybe that beachwear kettlebell. And, uh, yeah. Really, just became the closest to Zac Efron, the best Zac Efron that you could possibly be. The best Montez you could be. Best Montez. Well, I'm also the best Zac Efron. Yeah, true. Thank you, Montez. So that's four emails from Montez. So now, how did Joe, they blow this and not put a T necklace in the Zac Efron store <sighs> for Troy? Failed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So now, Joe, I told you this when 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 this email came in, but we have a new listener. No new way. New writer. New fan. New listener. New writer. Uh, Zephyr Stead. Zephyr. Zephyr writes in. New movies. Okay. Hi, love your show. Please tell me that you're going to review Zac Efron's new movies, Beach Bum and Extremely Wicked. Looking forward to both. Thanks, Zephyr. Well, spoiler alert, we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing it right now. <laughs> And I emailed Zephyr back, this was a couple weeks ago, and I just said, yes, we're going to cover both movies. Joe, Joe 2 and I both saw Beach Bum in theaters, but we wanted to wait for VOD so we get all of his incredible quotes right and maybe pull some audio. So we'll do Extremely Wicked in early May after it hits Netflix, then do Beach Bum when it hits VOD, which I guess is June. And I said, thanks for listening. How'd you find our show? Okay. So Zephyr responds, hey, happy Easter. Well, happy Easter, Zephyr. Happy Easter, Zephyr. Price is Right style. We are now over. So this is you know going to count towards next year's Easter, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> Okay. Zephyr writes, love the show. I'm new to Efron movies, new to podcasts, and new to Netflix. Literally ridiculous. Which, that is... It's pretty ridiculous. I would have to agree. We've talked a lot about... Who was it? Was it... I think it was Erin, right? Who had never seen a Zac Efron movie. Yeah. And suddenly found herself down a rabbit hole of watching all of them. So that's... Liam. Liam did the same thing. Well, Liam too. Yep. He, like, was uh, watching, for, like, for one thing with Zac Efron was, like, damn, and then just went down the line. Yeah. New to podcasts is not crazy. Like, I think that, I don't, you know, if, I don't if, know if, it, if it weren't for what you and I do, like, you wouldn't be listening to podcasts. Never. Absolutely not. There, I can't tell you, like, the name of any other podcast that isn't on the Cage Club Network. But new to Netflix, that seems crazy. Seems pretty nuts. I think I had Netflix in, like, 05. It had to be I at least had Netflix. 04, 05. I'm trying to think, because I remember I first had Netflix streaming. I, the first time Netflix streaming came out, I had that in... Didn't 08. you have three discs? I had the discs. Not, I didn't have it in 0405 for sure. Like, I had them when I was in high school, for sure. Okay. So that's why I'm guessing 0405. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I had it that early. Okay. Um, I remember I was, I was still doing uh, renting a lot of discs I had Netflix library. so long ago, Blockbuster video discs was still around. And I had both. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, serious business. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when I had it, but yeah, new to Netflix is crazy. Okay, Zephyr goes on. Also, by the way, Zephyr, uh, great name, if it's your real name. Yeah. But also, number two, if it's a Zac Efron moniker, love that too. Even better. Yeah. Great. However, I did watch the first High School Musical when it came out, so maybe maybe Zephyr is Rachel in disguise. Oh. But also, much like being a fan of Busted and Britney Spears, I would never have admitted it at the time. You guys make me laugh. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Joey makes me laugh. Well, not really, but, like, I pretend like he's funny. <laughs> what an asshole. I liked your review of The Disaster Artist. I had mixed thoughts on that film and didn't even know Zach was going to be in it until we watched it. One of my favorite Efron films is Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Same. I had no idea it was actually based on a real-life scenario. Despite it saying so in the beginning of the credits, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I think... Which, I mean, you know. All well, those, so... All those, it's like, what is it, like, the beginning of Talladega Nights? Like, speed, pure badass speed, Eleanor Roosevelt. Like, that? Like, you just thought it was just, like, up there just for, for jokes? 
Who knows? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I like it though. Zephyr's just living, living the. Track, I want to be you know? that. I want to be that skeptical. Like you know, you're just like oh, I don't trust this yet. <laughs> yeah, I think the comedy duo works so well, and I really love Anna Kendrick. She creases me up when she is quote wearing the horse. Creases me up. Cracks. Spell no, check. I wonder. Is that? I guess that's British. Maybe. Zephyr, are you British? Perhaps. Let's call Liam. Um, our local UK expert. Yes, I think it makes me laugh. I had to look it up. Okay. okay. Oh, I should have read literally one more sentence. I'm listening from South London, England. So. Well, <laughs> figured it out real quick. Good job. There is no release date for the Beach Bum over here yet, which is so annoying. I like McConaughey. Dallas Buyers Club was amazing. True. I can I even go back and watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or Ed TV just for light entertainment. And who doesn't love Magic Mike? Which I don't know. Did you know that he was in McConaughey was in the first Magic Mike? No, I did not. God, he's so good in that movie. He's on the second one. Okay. But he's on the first one. I don't think I can watch Paperboy again. Thought all the actors in it were really good, but it's one of those films that's just a little bit too creepy. I can't yeah. sleep for the images of hiding in the swamps from a creepy, murdering madman. Or Nicole. Not sure how I'm going to feel about him. Shockingly Wicked, but I'll be watching anyway for the Efron factor, especially with quotes like, quote, best performance of his career so far, and, quote, savagely convincing. We'll get into that real soon. I also believe there have been mixed reviews about other aspects of the film. Best wishes for future podcasts, Zephyr. Well, Zephyr, first of all, let me tell you, if you think that we're funny and we make you laugh, go listen to any of our other podcasts, because it's the same bullshit. I promise. It's the same thing. If you're feeling a little like, hey, I don't feel like waiting three years for another Zeph movie, go check us out over there. If you don't even like the movies, I promise they're just, it's the same bullshit format that we have here. It's, it's, It's a lot of fun, too. So... If you're a fan of us at all, maybe you're not, but if you are, even the littlest bit, check something else out. And what I can promise you is that slowly but surely, Too Fast, Too Forever is becoming less and less about those movies and more and more about everything else. It's more nonsense, yeah. Also, if you like us, go leave us a review on iTunes. I don't know that we really need reviews on Zack Attack because it's not current, but we have 10 reviews on there, all five stars, so thank you for that. We have one review. This is from Jenny. Entertaining. This entertaining podcast is a couple of buddies sharing their notes on each and every movie or show that Zach Efron has appeared in. I'm a fan of his and now theirs, so I'd suggest you give it a listen on a movie of his you've seen and see what you think. So thank you, Jenny, for doing that. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. If anybody else wants to leave us a review, we will read it on air, either during the Beach Bum or next year, maybe during Scooby-Doo. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I forgot he's doing Scooby-Doo. We just talked about it, too. Thank you for uh, Zephyr, saying that you like us. And go, go listen to Too Fast, Too Forever, etc. But we have one more email, Joe, also from Zephyr. This came in on Saturday. Oh, okay. damn, so it's recent. Okay, go ahead. Extremely wicked is the subject line. Hi, Joey and Joe, too. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I loved Extremely Wicked. I was too scared to go to bed after, had to watch some comedy Ooh. for 20 minutes to stop my skin from crawling. Reminded me of some gritty British films like Nil by Mouth or Tyrannosaur. Two movies I've never heard of. I've never heard of them. But with probably a slightly bigger budget, in a way that people stick by partners who hurt them or who they fear may be hurting others. Especially in the end scene, you finally see Liz in more depth when she talks about her guilt. Burlinger, who I think is the director of this, could have made more of this. And I'm going to get into that later. I have okay. some thoughts on that, too. I kind of agree with some people who are saying the script was a bit thin in places, but the actors brought out the best in it. I absolutely believe Zach as Ted. Best wishes, Zephyr. P.S. Still no release date for Beach Bum in the UK. Boo. Boo. We might have to amend that for you. When VOD comes out here, we might have to do some do some little workaround. First of all, no. Um, but second of all, I think there's there are probably going to be ways that you can get it over there 
They just haven't announced it, kind of. I think so. Like, whether you import it, whether you use, like, a VPN, like, whether you... Like, that's what like, I'm saying. Legal, yeah. legal ways. No, that's what I was saying. I was saying we could get you, like, we could give you some ideas on, like, how to get it, you know, VPN and stuff like that. It's, yeah. You just make everything sound illegal, I think. I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't even being shady about it. I was just like, right. yeah, we can give you some ideas. We can hook it up. Well, yeah. So uh, the date over here is, I think, June. What did I say? June 18th. Around then, I would imagine you could probably see it. But if not, whenever you get your hold, whenever you get your your eyes and your ears uh, hold of it, we will be there in your ears for the review whenever you're ready. Yeah. Joe, that's all the email we have. So if you want to email in zackattack at cageclub.me, we'll read it on the Beach Bum episode. Very soon, actually. Or next year sometime maybe or if human discoveries comes out or you know who knows who can say what's happening truth the next segment i was trying to remember what this was and i remembered it zeph in the sheets which is just our news roundup zeph in the sheets so a couple things number one we have the amazon store which we talked about yes number two zach efron which i have not watched any of these videos and i should have and maybe this could be a bonus episode you know he's got his own youtube channel now right no i did not know that so he has a new uh youtube channel with six hundred thousand subscribers and he puts out Easy. new videos every week Two a week, damn. No, one one a week, one a week, Sorry. one a week. Okay. Uh, he has six so far. He's got off the grid. He's got gym time, and he's got recovery time. Those sound like as much as I love him, nothing that I want to learn about. <laughs> so the second video is him at the gym with uh, Nina Dobrev, who is an actress. Who's um, that? So that could be. She was, I think, in the Vampire Diaries, maybe. Okay. Is that his girlfriend or just like gym partner? No, Zac Efron girlfriend. Let's see here. I don't know who. No, I don't know if he has a girlfriend right now. I'm sure he does, but we just don't know about it. There were rumors that he was dating Lily Collins, uh, who is this co-star in this movie. Mm. But I don't know. Interessant. But yeah, there's six videos up. They range from three minutes to about 11 minutes. So maybe we could watch some of these if we want to put out. Like maybe yeah, if you, I can do if that. You, if, you, if listeners, if you write in emails and you want us to sort of, you know, Talk about we'll these. do a couple of these or whatever. And uh, yeah, let us know. Who knows? He's literally giving us things to talk about. Um, so how could we not? Yeah follow his following his lead i just subscribe so we'll go from there okay, okay. other news like i said uh he's gonna be fred in the upcoming scooby-doo movie he is gonna be freddy i thought you said he was gonna be scoob no he's gonna be fred so joey messaged me and he's like something about scoob and i thought you said he's gonna be scooby-doo and i was like oh they really flubbed that one he'd be a great freddy and you were like yeah i know so here's what i thought so this is me go ahead uh he's, he's playing fred he's the voice of fred and the movie's just is called a cartoon scoob, apparently yeah it, okay with gina rodriguez as velma amanda seyfried as daphne uh, Ken Jong as Dino Mutt Dog Wonder, Will Forte as Shaggy, uh, Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, uh, Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo. So here's what I thought. So we were talking sort of in relation to the Ted Bundy movie, and yes. we were saying about, you said, how this is sort of like a, a step backwards. Like he's regressing because we want him to be more serious. So I thought that was about, in general, like being in the Scooby-Doo movie, right? Okay. So I thought that was that. And you were like, you're talking about serial killers, you're talking about Ted Bundy, and then you said something like he should have been Freddy, and I was thinking, oh, like and this Freddy is and Jason? a bananas leap, Freddy Krueger. And I was like, oh. man, I, 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 like that's a wild idea. And I didn't no. ask you about it. I that's not what Freddy. you meant at all. I meant Freddy from Scooby Doo. You're like Fred Jones. Yes, yes. he is playing Fred. Yeah, because I was like, oh, he would be a great like he is Freddy. He's just like brunette Freddy, right? Like that's his whole look, his shtick, everything. Like, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Scooby Doo. I don't know really. Like I, I know the gist of it, but I don't know. I don't think I've seen. I've never seen a movie, and I have never seen an episode of it. Either. Freddy's like the jock who's like the leader, who's like not the brightest, but like usually not that far off, right? Like he's he keeps it together. He's the guy okay. who drives the the van. Like it's all those things. Like that's what I'm. Uh, he's like he would be a great 
Freddy, especially if it was like a live action one. I think he'd be awesome for it. That's what's kind of a bummer that you know he's. I guess they. I don't know. They they already did a live action one of these recently, so I guess that's why they're doing an animated one. But you know, he's gonna be voicing this, and Charlize is gonna be a voice in the new Adams Family movie, even though she'd be a great Morticia. I think. Yeah, I think in so. Real too. life, like it just feels. You know, I'm glad that our the actors that we cover on our network are getting more work, but I also kind of wish that, you know... So that was my whole point. I feel like he's regressing because, like, we get him here doing Ted Bundy in a very serious role that we'll talk about, and then, like, you go back to doing, like, cartoon voice work. It's like, I get it. You know what? Actually, we were talking about this at work, and we said something about, like, somebody doing cartoon voice work. Or no, we said, like, somebody about being in a kid's movie or something, and we're like, but it's honestly, like, the safest thing you can do as an actor because they're going to pay you a shit ton, right? Yep, yep. They pay them a shit ton for this. And two, if it's bad, nobody judges you for it. Because it's like, this movie's a movie for kids. So if, like, you're in a shitty kids movie, nobody's like, oh, you're a shitty actor now. They're just like, oh, you got paid and you did this shitty kids movie. It's not it's not for you. It's for kids anyways. Well, because he already did one of these and we don't even have to talk about it. Like, he was in the Lorax with Taylor Swift. Yeah. We don't, we don't talk about it. You know what I mean? No. So, absolutely. It's like, you're, like, fully excused if it's bad or if it's... It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, you, you talk about the movie as the, the animation in the movie, but, like, the voice actors, you, you, they just get a free pass. Like, it doesn't matter. And then if the movie's... If the movie's good you're like oh shit you were in coco that's cool yeah exactly yeah you're just like and you say in passing it doesn't like affect your judgment on like whether or not they're good it's like the movie was good and you were in it you know fully agree i never really thought about that but i uh, i fully agree with that cool yeah across the board that's all the news i think i have about zeph the only thing that you remember seeing the last year or so from zeph uh, I mean, he tore his the ACL in his knee or whatever. Yeah, he got injured. That. He got injured. He came back. It looked like I felt bad that he. Yeah, he did that. What else? Oh, all the news that I was seeing recently was just like all about this movie. So yeah, he's on that press junket. He and Lily Collins going around being cute together. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, without further ado, let's talk about. I got a extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Like I know all the words, but I don't remember the order they're in. So we're going with Zephingly evil, Zephingly wicked, Zephingly evil, and Zeph. Okay. Or I mean, the real th- we were talking about this off off mic. It's yes. not like this is the first time we talked about this. Zeph Bundy is the obvious one. Zeph Bundy's the obvious one. I like calling him the Zephdiac. I agree, is the best name, but it also has nothing to do with this. Yeah, that's what. As soon as I pitched it to Rachel, she was like, "But he's not the Zodiac," and I was like, "I do like." And I, I don't mean yeah. this to sound gross because you're married to Rachel, but like, I like that Rachel and I are basically the same person. We're like, we both enjoy your bullshit, but also, like, it makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's the same kind of, like, I see where you're coming from, that's not right, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, like, that's, I've run a lot of this stuff by you guys first, and you'll be like, mm, yeah, it's a good idea, but it also isn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know, that that makes sense. Yeah. Here's what I had heard about this movie, sort of, ahead of time. Wait, can we just start out, did you, did you like it? Mm. Okay. That's it. That's only the answer you got to give. Good. Go back to your. So I have it in my top ten Zeph movies because I have them all ranked Ooh. on Letterboxd. Okay. I think because I think he's great in it. Okay. I don't see myself ever watching this again. Fair. Do you? Do you think you'll ever watch this a second time? Um, I think I might, just because I like his role in it, and sure. I could, I could see it being like something like if my sister hadn't seen it, I'd be like, oh, let's watch that. You know, like if she was like something like, well, how's your podcast going, whatever, or something, you know, some bullshit like that. I'd be like. Hey, you know, let's watch the movie. It was pretty good. Hi, Maria. Hi, Maria. Yeah. She's definitely not listening. Yeah, absolutely not listening. <laughs> and she's also... Is she, does she ask about the podcast? Never. Okay, I didn't think so. Like, that's a wild story, too. Okay, as long as we're on the same page. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What I had heard about this movie, and this is sort of, I think, why I'm a little off on it. Okay. Uh, the, the big thing that I had heard... because So, like, leading up to the movie, there was all this talk about 
how it sort of glorified Ted Bundy and made him look this likable guy. Does it? That I don't really have too much of a problem with because when you cast somebody like Zac Efron in your movie, it's and especially lovable. when we are when we're in the can, you know, for Zac Efron, we're going to like the movie, or we're going to like him, or whatever. Yeah. The other thing I had heard from it, and I don't think it's this at all, and I think this is something that Zephyr included in the email, was that it was supposedly a movie from his wife's point of view. That it was not about him as a killer like the Zephtiac killer, but rather it was, I can't believe I'm married to a serial killer and I had no idea. Yes. Which... I didn't hear this beforehand, by the way. So this, I, that's why I have a different thoughts on this. And I don't I, know if that was a thing that I had heard a bunch or maybe just once. Like, I don't know how widespread or how true or whatever that was. But I don't think it's that at all. And especially considering... It's really not, sort of no. The twist of the movie is that she kind of knew that he was all along. Yes. And that she was the one who called the cops and gave him gave them her gave gave them his name or yes. whatever. I think that that is an interesting approach to this kind of movie and the fact that they didn't follow through with that. Maybe that was never the plan. I don't know. Maybe what I read or what I had heard was incorrect or maybe they changed directions or whatever. But I feel like that's a more interesting thing cuz here we kind of have this weird middle ground of a lot of ways that like early on it's hard to follow the timeline like I don't know like we just jump over everything he does yeah and like the movie is taking place after he gets arrested for the first time yes and like I don't know a lot about the story like I know sort of the the high level touch points or whatever but I don't know a lot about it so I was sort of following along that way ah see that's why they released the Ted Bundy tapes which I never I hadn't watched I I meant to and I just never got to yeah I, I only watched a couple of them so like I I knew the the general background like I didn't know all the details like, I yeah. never finished it, but I started watching it. I, like, I knew some of the murders, some of the stories, stuff like that. Gotcha. And I was just kind of uh, underwhelmed, I think, because not that I wanted... I, so I guess, okay. Finish your thought, because I think I'm with you, and I'm going to say the same thing. You brought up the Zephtiac. Uh, Zodiac, the movie of the, Zo- the Zodiac, fucking rules. Like, that movie is great. It's long, but it's great. This movie can't be that, I don't think, because this is a Zac Efron movie. And, like, if Zac Efron is Ted Bundy, the movie can't be about the guys who chase after and arrest and capture and whatever Ted Bundy. Okay. So I think that knowing the perspective and knowing who was cast and where the focus is, it was never actually going to be like Zodiac. But I, I still think I kind of wanted more of him doing the crimes. I wanted, I was, I, this is what I was getting you to say. I wanted him to be a murderer. I wanted yeah. to see him murder people. A lot of them. Like, I wanted to see a lot of that, and I get that this movie wasn't that, but I didn't know that it wasn't that going into it. When the movie became a movie that was more about the relationship between him and his girlfriend yeah. and stuff like that, it's interesting. It's an interesting perspective. If I would have finished the Ted Bundy tapes, which I know my mom said she did. My mom was talking to me about this movie. Okay. And she said she had finished the Ted Bundy tapes and she loved the movie because it wasn't just a like a recap of the story. And which I've been I reading appreciate. some reviews Yes. Yeah, that people were like, oh, I'm so glad they didn't just tell us the fucking story again. So I think that's where there's a bit of a disconnect connect and i don't think it's it's good or bad i think i mean if you look at the metacritic the metacritic's like a 52 or whatever i think the rotten tomatoes is probably in that ballpark maybe too yeah but like i think there's a disconnect between what people are expecting and what they get and i can see that if you are like a true crime diehard and you're the kind of person who like knows the story inside and out you know maybe watch read some books or whatever read the exactly yeah you might be pleasantly surprised by this because it's not what you know but for someone like, when, when you and I, who I think generally, for the most part, like, I'm trying to steer you in this direction I think you are following, like, we try to go into things not knowing as much as we 
you know, possibly I can. Do. No, I do. I try to go in a little blind. That's why I said I didn't know the premise that this movie was going to be right. this. And so when we know that there's a movie where Zac Efron is Ted Bundy, I don't want to see him in prison. I want to see him seducing and killing women. I know that sounds terrible. No, but it's it's just because of our love of him yes. and his acting. Mm-hmm. It's not because yeah. we like we're like murder porn junkies. It's because I want to see Zach play a murderer because we've never seen him do that before. To jump ahead a little bit, like at the end when we see him hit the lady with the fucking tire iron, uh, whatever, yep. the, whatever, right? When we see it, when he, we see him hit her with that, I was like, yes, this is what I wanted the whole movie. I wanted a lot of stuff like this, right. like much more. And even at the beginning, when he's like interacting with the cop and like playing, like, oh, you know, like I have my ID, I'm driving through here at night like i wanted to see more of him being a seductress like you said because otherwise he's kind of just playing like teddy from neighbors but as a lawyer right like he's he's kind of just playing that charming handsome guy that everyone's in love with and can't you know and and which he's so natural at and that's what we see him do all the time and i do think you know as as not disappointed not as disappointed as we are in this because i think that's the wrong word yeah but we felt that we could have gotten more Perhaps. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. For me, it's personal preference. I, I, I wanted something different from it. Not that this is bad, and he's excellent in it. We could talk about that too. But like, I just wanted something different, you know? Right. The good thing is that I think that it it's a transition to a new type of role, and maybe it doesn't go as far as we wanted. But I think it's still something it's opening that we the haven't door. seen before, right? Yeah. And it's opening the door for sure because we're seeing like, okay, like he could do this. Like he, it's it's definitely more serious. It's definitely darker than he usually plays. So, like, yeah, we can get into it. And you and I have been talking recently about, especially with regards to Scooby-Doo and everything, I think that was sort of a miscommunication or whatever, but, like, that we want to see him take more serious roles or whatever, or at least, if not serious roles, but taking work with more interesting directors, like the fact that he did The Beach Bum with Harmony Corrine is great. Yes. I just want to see him on screen with different guys. Like, my whole thing was, is I don't want to see him do another movie with Seth Rogen. And I love Seth Rogen, and I love Seth Rogen movies. But, like, I just want to get him past that. I want him to do more Franco in the sense that he does, like, weird, interesting movies with different people, cool concepts, than just be Seth Rogen's buddy in these movies. I think he's kind of... what's what I just thought of this now for the first time, but, you Go know... Ahead. We've done 36 of these episodes, and we've done 13 of both Channing and Gosling, and I feel like he's becoming kind of Gosling in that he's not doing a lot of movies. That Gosling, you know, when we when we did Drive, we, we had, like, in the last couple, we put out a new episode every three months yeah. over there. We're, 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 try, we're trying to see, like, what he's been up to, what he's going to do next, and, like, it's not really clear. And here, again, for Zeph, I don't know that it's really clear, and I feel like he's kind of, and this is just a guess and conjecture and everything, but I feel like he's kind of pivoting towards sort of being an entrepreneur, kind of. And I feel like he's not, not that he doesn't want to act, but I feel like he wants to try his hand at other things. I don't even think he's becoming an entrepreneur. I think it's more like he's becoming a full celebrity. Okay. Like, he's, like, doing the Columbia endorsements. He's an outdoorsy kind of guy, so he wants to do more outdoorsy stuff. I think he's going to move into a position where he's like, I'm just going to run a YouTube channel type thing. Like, he'll do acting work, but he wants to be, like, beyond that, right? Yeah, I think so. I think um, the good news, in theory, based on what we've seen recently, is that if that's the case, if he's sort of transitioning into an era in his life where... He only does a movie every one or two movies a year, or maybe a movie every 18 months or whatever. Yeah. I feel like, in theory, should 
make him want to make those movies special. And he can be pickier too, right? Yeah. Like if he's like, oh, I'm only going to do like one or two movies a year, he's gonna he's gonna pick more roles like Ted Bundy, the Beach Bum, right? Like he's gonna if he did a Harmony Corn movie, Harmony had to ask him to do it, and he had to really want to do it, right? Because like we just know the process of how Harmony like does movies. It's not like he got paid a lot of money. Like no, I don't think anybody got paid a lot of money to do that movie because that's what I'm saying. He's not like making yeah. bank from this movie. It's not like like you know somebody came and like was like they just threw a bunch of money at him. He didn't want to do it. Like you have to want to do it, and Harmony has to have like noticed you and like if you're now getting into this kind of circle of these like kind of cult director producers then it should be good and open the door for you later right so on imdb he's got scoob he's got human discoveries which we don't know anything about he's got blood moon so scoob is directed by tony servone servoni mostly just an animator guy he's done other scooby-doo stuff he's done flintstone stuff so this just feels like you were saying you know just sort of like a maybe a quick thing an easy thing whatever Paid. Um, oh, paid. that's right. I forgot. So this is fucking cool. So the other movie he has signed on for is Blood Moon, written and directed by Anna Lily Amarpour, who rules. Um, she directed A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is this great Middle Eastern vampire movie, which is cool, awesome. And then she directed Bad Batch, which we did for Keanu oh, yeah. Club. Yeah, you which love is this movie. Keanu as a villain, and Jason Momoa's in that. And cool. it's yeah. also great. And so she's this really interesting, cool, smart indie director, and I feel like that's the kind of thing that is going to... Which is exactly what I was saying, yeah. Yes. And, and, that's, like and he's in that movie movies. with Kate Hudson and Craig Robinson. So like, that's going to be a cool, you know, a girl of unusual powers escapes from a mental asylum and tries to make it on her own in New Orleans. So again, awesome. totally he's down. got a small part like, Flick, like, like Flicker from The Beach Bum, by all means, like just have him be a weirdo in New Orleans. Absolutely. Please, let's do that. Because as he does these, these are going to be stepping stones to really turn him from Troy Bolton, right? Like, this is what we wanted the whole time. And even yep. if it takes a little bit of time, we'll start to get to a point where, like, it gets better and better. And I'm glad that he's being selective and he wants to show his range. It shows that he cares, right? Like, he could cash us in and do Channing Tatum 300 times, too, right? Like, he could do it, but he's not. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think, I think that this is a movie that... You know, and we'll we'll talk more about the movie, but I think that even though this Ted Bundy movie was not exactly what we wanted, I think it's sort of continuing his pivot and his trajectory toward more interesting and different roles, and not just Seth Rogen funny, as Kanye West once said. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's let's talk about the movie. First question, first note that I took: This has got to be the oldest he's ever made to look, right? Because the movie spans a decade oh, or so, true. or maybe thirteen years. And how old's Ted supposed to be? Like, at the end, he's, like, they, you know, made him look very old, right? Like, at the right. last... Right, and that's the first thing, because it starts and ends with him in that in that window, right? So he was he was executed when he was 43. Okay. 42. The movie starts at some point in 76, and he gets executed in 89. So there's ostensibly a 13-year span here that he ages and he, you know, whatever. So he looks not bad, but he just looks, like, weathered on his face. Yeah. And looks... Because I don't remember another time where he's made to look older. I mean, seventeen again. Uh, is a reverse where he's a young uh, Matthew Perry, right? Yeah. Here it's a it's a different it's a reversal thing. It's, he's still playing his own thing, and I yeah, I think it's a it's a new a new thing for Zeph. And he looks young, but Ted Bundy looked young, so it doesn't it doesn't feel weird, right? Right. He did look young. He even like has a baby face as he's older, but so did Ted Bundy. He like that was the charm of it. Like he was like a young, dapper looking guy, so mm-hmm. it fits absolutely. So there is a quote that I, that one of the things, there's not a lot of trivia about this movie, I think, just because it's still relatively new. Makes sense. Uh, the, the top trivia is obviously, we, we find out at the end of the movie, the title of this movie comes from the the, the, the statement that the judge read. Yeah. Yes. There was a petition to cast Zeph as Ted Bundy 
in 2016. And even wow. Ted Bundy's lawyer, one of his lawyers, I guess, said that Zeph uh, bears a resemblance to him. But here's the thing that the reason that I brought this up okay. is producer Nicholas Chartier said, quote, I've been trying to work with Zac Efron for a long time. From his dramatic turn in The Paperboy to his hilarious performance in Neighbors, he continues to impress audiences and critics alike with his extraordinary versatility and range. We couldn't be more excited to see him in this amazing role. True. I agree a thousand percent. And I just think that it's cool they see him as this boy, as this, you know, whatever, and they see, they can see something in him that they can, you know, turn him into a man, into a serial killer, into this other thing. And we see too, yeah. When we talk about these movies... Our perception has definitely changed when we watch them. We we watch them through a Zeph lens. Uh-huh. So, like, if we're talking about this and we're like, oh, maybe this movie didn't give us what we want, that's only because I can't watch this movie from a perception of, like, was this good or not? I'm just watching how I think Zach's doing in it and, like, what he's doing and what this means for his next roles and his career and stuff like that. Anything that we say like that, it's always through this, like, weird lens that, like, we care about what he's doing and we want him to do bigger roles. Like, we just, we want more for him, you know what I mean? Now that we've seen the whole trajectory. So, like, that's why we have just, like, a little bit warped perception. So we're, like, if we're saying, like, "Eh, the movie didn't give us what we wanted, it's not because it's, like, a bad movie or anything. It's just, like, it didn't give us what we wanted. And we are a very specific audience in this whole scheme of things. And I think sometimes that kind of thing can work in reverse, too. Like, I just saw, which we have not talked about yet because it's not on VOD yet, but I just saw Longshot, um, which is the Charlie Theron Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen keeps popping up. And I feel like, for the most part, that's it's a cute but sort of forget rom-com, but because Charlize Theron's in it, because I've seen all 50 whatever of her movies, yes. I liked it more because exactly. I like her so much. And so I think yeah. when there's a movie that's not great, we can say, well, at least Zeph was good in it. Or yeah. if there's a movie that we think could be better and then it's not, then we're sort of disappointed. So I think it's a, it's a two-edged sword Definitely. that can help, it can hurt, but it also... I think it's important to point out, like you said, we're watching from a perspective that, like, not very many people have. Have. At all. I mean, people, obviously, a lot of people love Zac Efron. A lot of people, you know, will go see anything that he's in. But I feel like the way that we over-talk about these things it yes. gives us a weird perspective that is not necessarily good or bad. It's just something that is. It, it is. And it just makes all my viewing experiences way different. What did you think of Lily Collins, who plays his wife in this movie? I thought she was pretty good. I thought she was going to be Emmy Russom, is who I thought it was, because I think they look very similar. They do, yep. Mm -hmm. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh shit, is that shameless to Rachel? And she's (laughs) like, I mean, if you know me, that's exactly what I said. And she was like, no, it is not. No, Lily Collins is younger, and she's sort of newer to the scene than Emmy Russom. But But uh, she seems like kind of the same actress. I think she was good. She was very convincing. I can't imagine anybody I would replace her with. I think Emmy Rossum has a more, more of an intensity to her than Lily Collins does. Yeah, but time and space and place and setting, I think an intensity would be the wrong choice for this. Yeah. Well, I think she, ha- I mean, she gets intense at the end. She does, but you need to pick, like, if we know how they're treating women in this movie, right? Like, all the girls are kind of, like, dumb and lost, right? If you had a girl that was, like, really on it and super intense about it, even if she was playing that on screen, you'd be like... Yeah, but you don't fit in this world right now, you know? Right. You kind of need, like, a doe-eyed... Yes. ...innocent, but also... Skeptical. ...has a backbone when she needs it. Yeah. Um, And I think that that... I think Lily Collins does a good job there. I agree. The one thing I I wasn't crazy about, and we will... uh... You know, we talked we talked about how Zeph ages, like, he might have aged up 14, 15 years or whatever to, to be... Ted Bundy at the end here. Yes. I feel like her makeup or whatever, like, she always looks the same. Yeah, she does. 
She gets a little bit older, but not much. Considering uh, when Zeph goes back with her on the first on their first date after he picks her up at the bar, and there's like the two year old or whatever, and then at the end of the movie when she sees him in prison and she leaves, and like the daughter's in the front seat with Haley Joel Osment, and the daughter's like a seventeen year old, yes, and she still looks the same, and I was like, oh right. That's not great. I mean, not that you, you know, maybe, maybe that's what the actual woman that she's based on looked like. I don't know, but it still feels like maybe the makeup could have done a little bit more to convince us of the passage of time. I didn't really notice the passage of time too much to put it into perspective. So, because I think that was what confused me early on is that I, I wasn't able to sort of follow because I felt like we were jumping so quickly, so far ahead. Like it was seventy six, then it was all of a sudden it was like eighty one, then eighty four or whatever, and he was arrested. And I was like. Well, we're going to go back and fill in that time, right? And no, no, we're we not. don't. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought that they were just giving us like the first beginning, like this is how we got arrested, and then we were going to get like a bunch of murders, pivotal murders of like one in Colorado, one in yeah. Salt Lake, one in California, like to the point where like you're like, oh, okay, this is how we got to there. Right, but no, none of that. You know, one thing uh, to change the subject because I think uh, this another thing that stuck out to me. There was a song in this movie, and I don't know if you're going to remember it. Oh, um, I don't. Go ahead. That is tied to another movie very distinctly for me. What was the song? It's Joe Tex's I Gotcha. I don't know what the song is. It's the song that is playing when he... I don't know if it's the first time they have sex or not, but it's a scene that they go back to. It's when he takes her shirt off and like throws her on the bed. And then when they're like dancing later, like, admiring and he, like, yeah. listening to the, the records. Yes, yes, when they're breaking the things. Yes, and I, I think remember the song though. In the movie... It is the scene, it's the song that plays when like I think he drops the glass maybe on the record player and the record player starts. And, they, and she smashes the glass. Yes. Do you know what else it's from? Hmm. Let me think. It's a movie that I know you've seen, and I think you'll be able to guess close to it, even if you don't get the movie right. I was gonna guess just based on what we we've watched and we've seen the nice guys. No. I was going to say that's not far off, but I don't know if it's actually that close. It's from Reservoir Dogs. Ah, okay. And so it's just, because I listen to that soundtrack a lot. Yeah. Because I am an unabashed uh, Tarantino fan, and I just love the the weird, cool songs that he finds. And so, oh, like, his soundtracks are great, yeah. In my head, that is forever tied to Reservoir Dogs. And I'm not okay. saying other movies can't use a song that's been in one of Tarantino's movies or whatever, but I think it's tough. I think, you know, the soundtrack supervisor or whoever has to kind of know maybe pick a different song like that's not like it it really ties into that scene you know because you could probably pick a bunch of different songs but just to me and to my brain because it's so closely tied to that movie it felt off no i get it there's definitely some times that i see a song in a movie and i'm like oh no this is not the scene that i'm thinking it's from right like well, the other thing, because, you know, I also have the weird, um, like, I don't watch trailers, but I sort of listen to trailers as I see a movie in theater and, like, look down or whatever. And yeah. There's that song from, like, the Baby Driver trailer that was also in the Green Book trailer, and I just got annoyed at that. Yes. And then, you know, this past weekend, when I saw Longshot, there were two different movies, Booksmart and that Good Boys movie, that both used that Run the Jewels song. Oh, God. This is the cool song that the cool kids are listening to. You know, it just feels yeah. like... Feels lazy. I'm sure that Dig the Run Deeper. the Jewels song has been in like a dozen movies in the last like year or whatever. Like I think I heard that I heard of, of them maybe first, uh, maybe even that song because it was it was a closing credit song in Silicon Valley. Yeah, there's there's been you know they they get used a lot, but I just feel like music is so kind of important and so memorable, and I feel uh, when it when it's an obvious choice or something, it just also kind of there's feels... so fucking much of it. Like Crate Dig, yeah. as someone that like likes you know music and likes DJs like. Dig deeper, right? Give me something that I haven't heard before or something that, like, is memorable but that, that I forgot. Like, using the same 
common songs feels lazy. This one didn't bother me. Like, it seems to have mildly bothered you. But I get the sentiment, because I feel this way a lot about other songs and other movies, so I can relate. I mean, we talked about it uh, when we talked about Drive on Boyfriend Material, that, like, you can sort of hint at that whole sort of Euro techno stuff, but then you can go to, like, Italians do it better and just get the actual sort of OG stuff as opposed to like not knock off things but sort of you know exactly. mainstream or whatever yeah. like there's you can, you can go we talked about this I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast or what but like when you find a band that you love like the way that you sort of find more music is to find what your favorite band's favorite bands are and you can sort of you know trace yep. their influences back and I feel like there's just so so much opportunity and there's so much music people are making tons of great music all the time yeah. like why not highlight like an artist that nobody knows or hasn't heard of yet you can find something that sounds similar and gives you the feel that you want without having to use the song that everybody's using yep exactly couldn't have said it better myself perfect we could have as a lawyer in this movie a bunch representing himself which is cool and if you'll remember yes that's a new job back in Zephantine again uh, he has a very emotional speech in a courtroom. He does. That's a right. Of paper. I didn't link and, those, but that's a very good you know, point. Zeph always represents himself well in court. Yeah, I guess he does. He's very court court appropriate. We get a big old shaggy beard he has in this movie, which you know, in the in the closing credits, we see the real footage of Ted Bundy. He looks. The appearance, like the the outfit and everything, like looks very good. Dead on. He looks so much like him, just from like all the pictures and stuff and the Ted Bundy tapes that I was watching. And I think because the movie's partially set in the seventies and also was, you know featuring a guy who sort of rose to prominence and sort of got his style from the seventies, we get the big old shaggy beard. We also get Zeph with a mustache. Um, for one of the first, if not the first time. Like, there's just these uh, facial hair looks that we haven't really seen too much with our clean-cut frat boy, you know what I mean? We haven't, but we did know that he could grow one because his brother has a nasty beard. Mm, Dylan. Dylan has a great beard, remember? I do not like that I know that off the top of my head, but, you know, it is what it is. This is the world that we have chosen to live in, Joe. (laughs) It is. It actually, it super, super is. Now, I have a question for you. I was watching it, but I didn't catch one, but I thought about it later. Do we get a shirtless Zeph in this? Uh, We do, when he's admiring her when Agatha is playing, when they're about to have sex. It's not a full, I think we just see, like, from his, like, pecs up, so it's like a half shirtless. Okay. We get a little topless Zephron. We also get uh, his bare butt, which I don't know if we've seen that before. I feel like no, we have because he when when he had the bee in front of his dick and oh in right Dirty yes Grandpa, yes yes right? in Dirty Grandpa was it I think when he's I on think. The, when he's on the beach right yeah and we also get him crying I mean not that, not to go from nudity to crying but like you know crying and shirtless yeah uh, we get him crying in the courtroom which I think is a really cool and we got a lot of like almost cries in this sure we got like a lot of almost cries like there's many scenes that he's like talking and he like stutters and stifles a little bit like and and seems like he's about to it's a very it's a very emotional what he did is. Uh, terrible and he did it to himself but uh it's very emotional it is just sequence of events yeah yeah it is we we've beaten around the bush here but did you like him in this movie i did i really liked him in this movie i think that he was well cast i think he brought it to the table you know shortcomings aside of the way that they told the story i'm really happy with the way that uh he he approached the role i guess yeah i think I would have liked to have seen more of him as killer, as sort of, you know, turning. Because I feel like there's, maybe if we had more of it early, the end wouldn't have been as effective. But I feel like that final conversation where he's having, he's talking to... Incredible scene. Lily Collins. Incredible scene. And he admits to her hacksaw, and then, like, she starts, she breaks down, and then you see him, and he looks fucking terrifying. And just, like, he's not smiling, because we see him earlier in the movie, like, practicing his smile, and trying to be charismatic, and, like, thinking about what to say or whatever, and, like, there, he just, like, it's over, right? Like, it's just, like, the the, the show is over for temporarily, and, like, it's it's scary. I really liked 
that whole point of it, that whole scene, and it sums up my whole feelings on his acting in this movie. Because he sells, he's still in belief that he didn't do it. Yep. In that scene, so hard at the beginning. When he finally is like, I'm not getting out of this, you see it in his face and his action. And he, you know, he writes Hacksaw and he breaks down. And it's like, wow, that was super powerful, very convincing. And yeah. like, that's some of the best acting. Like, that's like one of the best acted scenes we've seen from him so far, I think. As much as I would have liked to have seen leading up to that point, more of him in killer mode i think the fact that we don't see that makes that scene more powerful i agree and the whole like him actually killing her all about that like that that was just like gruesome you see how like nonchalant he is through the killing of it it was really good i I think that whole thing that last little segment of the movie the last what like five ten minutes of it was just like like this right because i I think, I think it's important, you know, I think it's, uh, to some extent, it's important to save that, to not show him as a killer, and then, like, when we finally, when he finally shows Liz, you know, Lily Collins, yeah, who he is, and sh- essentially shows us who he is, then we're able to see him do his thing and murder that girl, and then we know that he goes on to decapitate her and leave her in the woods. Yeah. So when when the first vert comes in guilty, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, how is he, like, <laughs> I thought he was gonna get, like, arrested, and then, you know, something along the lines of, like, oh, not guilty, like, he got off on a technicality or something, but, like, no, he's guilty. I was like, yeah. what? And then, you know, he... Appeals. He's in jail. He appeals, and then he escapes, and I was like, that's cool. When he climbs, like, through the light? There's that, but I was thinking more of when he was in prison. I guess that. I guess he does escape that way, but I was thinking when he's... I guess after he gets caught the next time, and he goes to jail, and he's jumping off of his bed so that he can fall out of the window and not hurt his legs as much like i don't know if that's a thing that you can do yeah i was trying to figure it out too because i didn't know this part of the story rachel's like oh he's strengthening his ankles and i was like oh shit that's right but i just have in my notes like is zeph doing prison crossfit because this is incredible (laughs) i love that yeah please let that be the case but no he's i was like prison crossfit like he's inventing crossfit right now if that's where this movie's going, it's going to be a weird, shocking, shockingly, shockingly <laughs> athletic. You know, I, I I don't know how he actually did it in in real life. I don't know if there's actual footage of it or not, but like I doubt I feel it. Like I feel like if he he could have saved himself another like six feet if he sort of like holds his holds himself up by the Same. arms and drops. That's what right? I thought. Yeah, like I, you don't want to like jump out. You want to like dangle and I, I don't know. But what I did love is that what? he's wearing another complete other uniform underneath, and then I love his transition to like all American clean cut boy. Yeah. I know. Because, like, oh, this is the Zeph that we know. And then what I love, and I know that it's and probably maybe only, like, a slight exaggeration, is that every he only, he only passes cute young girls on the street, and they are all over the moon by the fact that he turns and looks at them and smiles at them. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. just like, oh, my God, Zach Efron smiled at me. Ooh. Yes. Um, little little I know that he's a serial killer, but I just I just love, you know, with his, with his red, basically a red, white, and blue bandana, or, you know, blue pants, white shirt, red bandana. Like, he is America. This is America. Um, and he gets away for a little bit, so... Yeah, amen. On that note of the girls passing him in the street, uh, there was a point where I looked at Rachel and I was like, I feel so bad at how women are being depicted in this movie. They cut to, I don't know if this is real footage, like found footage, or if this is part of the movie, but they cut to a girl and she goes, yeah, he's guilty. And like, he probably committed those murders and that's kind of scary, but he's dreamy. He's also really dreamy. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck fuck 
Like, oh my god, this is how he killed all of them. Another one says, he doesn't seem like the type of person to kill somebody, and then somebody else says, I, I guess I just love him. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh my god. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm so glad that, like, in the past 30 years, we've come this far, that I think that hopefully everyone's a little bit more skeptical, right? Like, with the internet and, and like, all this information and, like, stuff coming out, like, I... It got it. They, they like they were like shooting fish in a barrel, right? Like if this was like the women that he had to choose from, it would be like, oh man, this is so easy to murder all these women, right? I think part of it is that in a sort of a reverse way of like you know making a murder or serial, where those are made to say like, look at all these things that point to like how this should have been like a, a miscarriage, or, like you know not a miscarriage, like a mistrial or like yes. a, justice was not served here or whatever. Yeah, I feel like this kind of doing the reverse in that like I'm sure there are a lot of women. And everyone who were not, you know, just charmed by his good looks. Like, you know, we, we talked about Very offline, true. you know, yeah. Lily Collins' friend is just like, can't you see who he is? Like, he's a monster. Very true. But I also think that this movie is showing those just to, to give you a sense of, like, look how many, like, wholesome, beautiful young girls are just, like, completely, you know, lost in those baby blue eyes of his. And you know what? Now that I think about it and that we've said it, we've seen the, I've seen the R. Kelly documentary, right? And maybe it's not that far off. Maybe people are still this naive in some places of the world. I mean, I watched a four-hour Michael Jackson documentary, and people still think he's innocent, you know? So... Yeah, man. I t- maybe maybe we haven't come that far. I was, I was very proud for a moment, but you might be right. I think people just believe what they want to believe. True. Um, and if you, if you, you know, want to believe that... Sums up America right now, right? That the guy who wrote your favorite album didn't touch little boys, or that... You know, your favorite R&B singer didn't do stuff with underage girls or that, you know, this handsome stranger isn't a murderer. Like, I don't know what your obsession is. Like, cause he only became famous because he was a murderer. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But people marry inmates all the time. Who knows? A little bit different. But that whatever. brings us right to, to Kaya. Oh, boy. Yeah. Carol Ann. So Carol Ann, Ted Bundy did have a daughter with. I love Kaya. I've been a big fan forever. She was in Skins, the UK yep. Skins. Yep. She is just gorgeous to me. And, like, I have a huge crush on her. Was she gorgeous to you in this movie with that crazy 80s hair and those big old glasses? Absolutely not. I saw that her but name I still was in love the credits. Her. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I know her. Like, I, I never watched Skins, but I know her, I think, from maybe The Maze Runner and stuff. Like, she's yeah, sort of become yeah, she like this some other stuff, yeah. YA actress. And then I saw her on screen. And I was just like, I wonder who this is. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's Kaya. Okay. Because, you know, again, hair blindness, which, you know, Mike and I you joke about a lot blindness. on our podcast. Yeah, like, I you do. can't. But still, like, that is a wild transformation. It is. And, and she sold it, right? Like, yeah. she she looks like her. If you see the pictures of the real Carol, I think they showed one at the end of the movie. She looks just like her. I was, like, excited that she was in it. I'm glad that she's still working. She's fallen out of favor with me because she ran off and found a man and as a child. How dare Carol. she? How dare she? I thought she was waiting for me, but apparently not. Well, no, she was waiting for Ted Bundy, clearly. Oh, yeah, maybe she was waiting for him. <laughs> True. But we also, in terms of other people, we have Haley Joel Osment, who I mentioned before, yeah. as I think that the nicest, the nice guy, all, the, the saddest nice guy alternative to Ted Bundy of all, of all time, that he doesn't really have much to do in this movie, but... I can imagine that he was a real, like, that. I mean, like, I'm sure that that's the real person. That seems like the kind of rebound guy you'd have after Ted Bundy, right? Oh, yeah. He's such a wholesome guy, and, like, he, like, really likes her, and he's sweet, and Haley, and Haley Joel Osment just kills it. Like, I think he does, like, a really good job in this role and, and plays, like, plays it really well, too. 
Like, I don't have any complaints about acting in this movie. Like, I don't think no. anybody did a bad job. And not to, like, talk shit about that real guy, but he's the kind of guy it feels like who, when Liz says to him, you're just jealous that he and I had a connection that you and I will never have. It's like, oh, no. Like, that's almost like unforgivable words. Yes. That he still sticks by her side. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he, he could see through the, the cloud of tension and was like, you don't mean that. You're just, like, upset about this. And, like, right. you know, sometimes people are just, like, in denial. But I don't think that he was in denial. I think that he did see that, like, this is a very emotionally tolling thing for her. Yeah. And that he was right. Yeah. We have Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons as the prosecutor, Sheldon. which I was like, this is wild. I feel like, I still feel like it's weird casting. Just because I can't imagine him as anything but Sheldon, right? Right. Which I know that he's been in other things. But I don't even know. Like, I've seen one season of the Big Bang Theory because my friend made me watch it in college, and I did not really enjoy it. That's frightening. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my Rachel Big Bang Theory story? No, I don't think so. She would say that the Big Bang Theory is, like, not funny, and she's like, my mom watches this, but this isn't funny. And you know that everybody online says the Big Bang Theory is, like, the worst show ever made and and stuff like this, right? You know that? Yeah. Rachel would be like, yeah, I hate the Big Bang Theory. Like, I don't ever watch that. We would be, like, cooking or something. We always have these huge fights about cooking because... I want to put something on TV. Rachel will be like, okay, fine. So I'll pick like a dumb show, for example, like 90 Day Fiance. And -hmm. then Rachel will start watching the show and stop cooking because she gets drawn into watching the show. And I'm like, no, the whole point of the reason why I put dumb bullshit on is that you don't have to actually watch it like you're not missing anything and then she'll be like hold on let's pause it and we'll keep co-. I'm like, no 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 no. i just wanted noise one time she puts on the big bang theory and then like i catch her like laughing at the big bang theory i'm like you think this is funny and that's not okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's a bad show i it's just not think it's bad. not for me no it's it's not bad it's actually i laugh at it too. it's just it's stupid. also been on for 15 years or whatever like you know yeah, nothing can be stupid, bad that long my grandma used to watch it all the time like i have no problem it's 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 like non-offensive right you can watch it it's just like it's vanilla so we got big bang theory as a prosecutor we also have john malkovich as the judge and i thought yeah i think i thought he was his was a fascinating character because he was like very weirdly sympathetic to ted bundy but also more just like i feel bad for you because like you're so you're clearly so smart but you fucked your life up and i thought that was a very interesting dynamic for and he sold it well to too yeah again with the great acting he almost seemed like a disappointed parent he like sold that really well you had so much potential and you squandered it you know what i mean like he could see from him being in the court that he's like you're not a shitty like lawyer like you'd have been a great lawyer but you just had to also kill all these women and what does he say he's like you know i hope I, I i don't have, I have no personal grudge against you like i could see you practicing law in my courtroom it's just not the the path that life took you on or whatever. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I think it's really sort of fascinating, interesting uh, type of character, which I really, really dug. Uh, we've got a crazy shot of Zeph having his mouth pried open and having pictures taken of his teeth. That was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. The whole teeth thing, that's cool. It's always so weird to me to go back to trials and see like true crime when it's like there wasn't DNA. Yeah. So easy to murder. So easy to murder back then. So, like, they're, like, they have to find, like, real evidence. Where, like, meanwhile, they could just, like, swab their butt cheek and been like, yeah, it was him. Yeah. Or, like, here's his hair. It's him. I I mean, it's essentially, in a way, kind of like making a murder of serial, which is like, oh, well, the cops told this girl he's the guy. And then the court is still like, well, guilty anyway. It's like, wait, what? Like, that's not, what? Yeah, like, we shouldn't we use the evidence to do this? And it's like, yeah. probably back then the cops probably knew best, right? Like, they're probably giving you the right guy. <laughs> like, there's a good chance that based on the evidence and, like, what they're seeing, that he probably... probably yeah. I don't know, man. Like, not that I want Ted Bundy to get, like, acquitted, but it's also just like, 
wait, we're, wait, what? Like that guilty based on what? Zeph had a lot of bow ties in this movie, which I thought was a new nice little change. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bow ties are always nice. It fits the time. And like, I just generally like bow ties. I don't have any. I've never tied one. So I guess most of the movie takes place in 79, I would imagine. Cause like, I think we start in 76, we go to 79 maybe, but then we get the 10 years later. And I thought it was a little bit less dramatic than the five years later in Endgame. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. True. A little bit true. less dramatic than that. The only other note that I have is that the, at the end, he uh, was executed on January 24th, 89, confessed to 30 murders, experts believe it's higher. So you weren't alive yet, right? No, I was alive. I was born in 87. I was like, I was a year and a month oh, old fuck, when, when, the, when he was executed. Okay. Yeah. He was like five months before I was born, so. Yeah, you're turning the big, uh, big 3-0 this, this year, so. True. 30 murders so. for 30 years of your life, Joe. Yeah. Might just catch up now. Maybe I could do a 30 for 30 and kill like 30 women before <laughs> before maybe <laughs> that's your own espn documentary the 30 for 30 <laughs> yeah i won't be able to record podcasts for like the foreseeable future so probably ever of... after you've, you've already pre-admitted to murder and then you're gonna go do it but i mean <laughs> hey man i have a lot of really busy nights i'm gonna be studying in the so. library the whole time the weirdest thing i thought about the end credits is that like he's like i wanted my ashes spread in the forest yeah, where, where I he hit all the women. I don't know. Like, it doesn't say whether or not it happened. But I, it, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. But I it feels like if it didn't happen, they would have been like, his request was not granted. But it feels like by them not, you know, by, by them just being like, oh, I guess, you know, that's where he wants to be, that's where he wants his ashes spread. I guess it happened. Yeah, they, they put him in, like, murder park. Like, that's not fair. I would have been like, fuck you. Like, you go that's in, like, the trash can at the pizza parlor. You know what crazy. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I can't believe anybody would be like, it's a dying man's last witch. We gotta, re- we gotta respect it. You know? Like, I'd have been like, no, absolutely not. Like, you're going in the trash. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we're sending you straight to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I just realized what you said, because I was looking at the uh, trailer, which we're going to do next, but I just, you know... <laughs> This time I heard about your, your New Jersey joke, as opposed to the last 2F2F that we did. Go screw. <laughs> Any other thoughts about Wickedly Zeph, Shockingly Zeph, and Zeph uh, that we want to talk about before we uh, watch the trailer? We've summed it all up. Um, my main points were Zeph was awesome in it. I think everybody did a great job of acting. The movie was interesting. It wasn't what I wanted only because I wanted to see Zeph do more murders. But that's just personally, like, that's just my personal preference, so. Maybe you can do more murders in another, in another movie. That's, that's all we got to... I would love that's to see him play for. like a... That's all we can hope for. Okay, so the we're going to now watch the trailer. So here's a question for you, Joe. So what? three months ago, Rapid Trailer, whatever that is, posted a video. That's the first trailer, I guess, which got... It's like a little under two minutes. got five million views. But then a month ago, uh, Movie Clips and also Netflix posted one that is... That Movie Clips calls the second trailer, and Netflix just calls the official trailer. So I think we should watch the one that Netflix posted, the official no, trailer. No, I, I want to hear the three months ago one. Really? You don't want to watch the one that Netflix posted? No, I want to watch the, the first one because we can see if, like, stuff really changed. Like, by this... By the time the Netflix one okay. comes out, Netflix knows what's going to be in the movie, right? Like, the first one could have wildly different shit. Like, it could have okay. taken a weird turn. That's why I want to see that one. So this is by Rapid Trailer, published in January 2019. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile official trailer, 2019. Zac Efron, Lily Collins, Movie HD. Three, two, one, play. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt, James Bond, okay. Gal Gadot. Gal. Okay, we get the jukebox scene. There's the girl from Westworld. Okay. And there's Zeph a little bit shirtless, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Wasn't wildly shirtless. 
much shockingly shirtless. Not wickedly shirtless, not shockingly shirtless. Oh, yeah, also, what kind of dummy is going to have a bag of ropes and gloves just open in his back seat? I get, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. At least put him in the trunk. Movie, I'm sure. I love Zeph in this getup. He fits really well this, like, 70s. Like, I love the, the leather jacket he has on. I love his, like, polo shirts. Like, everything about, like, what he's wearing. Oh, they show the murder. Okay. Well, I mean, we know that he's a murderer. Oh, there, there he was shirtless there. again. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that... Yeah... I like him in jumpsuits too, man. He looks good. The dog freaking out. We didn't talk about the dog freaking out when he saw him. I do like this elevator scene where he's talking to the press again. I like Carol Ann talking to the press on his behalf. I like a lot of the press stuff, I think, not just because I'm a journalism nerd, but also because, you know, I think it was some of the better, st better done stuff in the movie. I agree, yeah. He gets thrown out of the library. She stops answering his calls. These things. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Oh, we didn't see it. we see him dragging the body? In yeah, the we did. In the okay. movie, yeah. We see him jump out the window. Huh. Okay. Okay. It was pretty it it told a lot. It it sold you the movie as a murder movie, though. You think? Because I don't think I don't know that it did. I think I think it might have done a little bit more just because that's what we were expecting, but I think a lot of what the trailer showed was the courtroom stuff and seems to be the after effects. I think that this was a pretty accurate-ish trailer. I think so. Okay. Okay. Now, Joe. Yes. The Google game is next. So we're going to go to Google. Okay. And this is, I mean, the autocomplete is just going to be, I think, you know, his, his, his fucking, the, the name. You know what I mean? So, Zac Efron. Wickedly evil. Is it wickedly evil? What Shockingly is it? evil. Extremely wicked. Extremely wicked. Yeah, I, we can't keep fucking it up. I can't remember. Shockingly evil and vile. The guy who named this movie really needed to, like, step up their search engine optimization because I get the title, it's cool, but, like, holy fuck, it's hard to remember. Zach Efron, extremely wicked. So if you do extremely wicked, like, the, it doesn't... Netflix interview trailer movie YouTube release date UK cinema, that's boring. Yeah. And if you go beyond that, if you add a comma, shockingly evil, nothing else pops up in the autocomplete. That's lame. Extremely wicked Zac Efron, Ted Bundy. We can't do the Google game, which is, you know... That sucks. Not That's fun. a bummer. The, t yeah. the title is too long. So let us actually skip Letterboxd for now. We'll come back to Letterboxd. But I want to do Fire X titles, because now we are currently raging against the machine that is this title. So okay. let us talk about what do you think a better title for this movie would be if we follow the rules... Of High School Musicaling, I got the, title. the best one. What is it? Ted. I was going to say Bundy. But Ted is Ted is the movie with with the what's bear? his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. Zeftiak, obviously. Of course. Uh, teeth marks. Bite. Chew. Ooh. Ooh. I like hacksaw. Hacks. I had hacks. I I was going to think of. I was thinking about hacksaw. All American. Ooh. I am a real American. But like you have to say it in the in the song. I voice. am an all American. American. Yeah, like that. Fight for your life. Jump. Oh, or fall. Falling. You know, actually, uh, I, I want to write this down. I, I wrote this one down because I wanted to make sure I got it right, but I want to sort of finish out the quote and Go just ahead. call it utter indifference to human life. Ooh. So that's the end of the, yeah. the quote that the judge gives. Yeah. yeah. I think we got a bunch of them. I got it. I got two more. Okay, good, good. Give me another one, and I'll, I'll think of another one. The Immortals? And that was just because at the end, when I was like, yeah, Lily Collins didn't age, and his, her daughter's all grown up now. I was just like, oh, they just don't grow up. But then he died. He is, he is immortalized. He is Ted Bundy forever, you know what I mean? So, The yeah. Immortals. What, uh, what does he say when he's like, you will die by 10,000 gigawatts 
of electricity. Happy Friday. It's Friday, Ted. Oh, it's Friday, Ted. It's Friday, Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Uh, and my last one, which Good. I think might be my favorite one, The Greatest Showman. Oh! <laughs> God, you got me with the title of the title. Man! Damn, that's a good one. I think that one's for me. The Greatest Showman? Fucking A, you killed it. Well, thank you. What did you learn how to be funny? Jesus. I'm just, uh, it's just something special that I, I got cooking up in me. Okay. Okay. Uh, letterbox game, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. So now here's, this is, I think, the newest movie we've ever talked about, because really... It's out pretty, pretty quick, and it wasn't in theaters, so it's not yeah. like, yeah. Oh, let me let me bring up. So the, we played a few different games here. So Mad Max Fury Road, the most popular film on Letterboxd, has been seen by 352,000 people, okay? okay? 352. 352. How many people have seen Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, a movie that's really only been out Four or five days. I'm going to go 17,500. You're close. Really? Uh, 15,601. Damn. Okay. It's a good guess. Average score of 3.0, which is what I gave it. Uh, most common rating, 3.0. 31% of people, 4,000 people gave it a 3. Okay. How many... So actually, so here's what's wild. Is it shockingly evil? It's shockingly... It's, it, it's wicked and shocking and vile. Wild. Um, okay. I think... Since I logged the movie two hours ago, the number went from 15,000 to 16,000, because I guess it crossed like a, probably like 120 people or whatever have pushed it past that 500 marker. But also, I think, unless I'm wrong, the okay. number of fans, people who have it in the top four, has changed. Up or down? Uh, I think it went down, but I also might have read it wrong before. Okay. But Joe, out of those 15,600 people, how many people have this movie in their top four? 12. Lower. 7. Lower. 3. 3. There we go. Okay. I did pretty good with 12 to be like 12 isn't that far off. You are right about that. So this one I think you can get all three of these. I want to I want to get these other two. Hang on. Um, okay. See if let's see which of these three we're going to guess. Oh, okay. ooh. I know that sound and I think that sound means you found a Well, no, I found three. Yeah, I think you, for you. you might be able to get all 12 of these. No, you're not going to be able to get one of them because I don't know what Oh, no, I do know what that is. I'm going to let you guess. Uh, across all 12. So there's nine movies you have to guess because three of the 12 are this movie, right? Okay, um, okay. So uh, the only one who has reviewed it is Goth Boy Prez. Okay. He wrote two reviews. Let's just see what these, re- these wrote quickly. I really enjoyed this movie. I love Ted Bundy's story, but not in a way that I admire. I just love the story as a whole. Zac Efron did a very good job as well. Yeah, true. Then he watched it again. He says, well, I already rewatched it and still good. Some parts made so much sense sense i guess this time and it's so good connor really enjoyed it also and i didn't have to force him to watch it cool good for um, connor. so shout out connor okay so i'm gonna let you guess the other nine movies nine movies damn dude i'm giving you there's there's a there's a, there's a there's a wide swath of things that you can guess from here i'm gonna go like zodiac no. seven no damn really really who else likes these movies is it gonna be like neighbors zeph movies there's no zeph movie Okay. There's one movie that we've done for a podcast. Um, there's also a couple movies that you guess every single time. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fight Fiction Club. is uh, Goth Boy Prez's number two. Fight Club. Fight Club's not on any of these lists. Uh, Dark Knight. Again, not on any of these lists. Damn. Okay. So I got one. All right, let's 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 finish out Goth Boy Prez. You have Pulp Fiction 2, this movie 3. Go ahead. Number four, I think probably a movie that you've guessed a lot. It's a very, it's, it's similar-ish it's like it's sort of a very college bro movie kind of to like where it's also Gosh. very Johnny specifically t- 
tied no it's very specifically tied to a specific calendar date if you if you know that'll make sense when you get it um the number 23 no calendar date um mean girls nope but you're on the right track yeah calendar date i get it star wars no um shit remember remember the 5th of november v for vendetta Yep, number four. Okay. And the number one is a movie that I would assume you've seen, but I don't know that you have. It hmm. stars Jean Reno, uh, a baby Natalie is. Portman. Gary Oldman is in it. Okay. It's by a French director. I don't know I don't know how to get you to guess it, but it's Leon. Oh, Leon the Professional? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's the number one. So Leon, Pulp Fiction, this, and V for Vendetta. Okay, next guy. What's another recent serial killer fictionalization that came out on Netflix last year. Like the Jinx? No, no, like an actual, like, you know, a, a movie version, not, not a documentary. I don't remember. Let me think. Um, a movie version about a serial killer. Mm-hmm. That Brian Rodriguez covered on his podcast. I don't remember. My Friend Dahmer. Yeah, I didn't know. I wouldn't have got that one. Um, another one is a Gosling movie that we've covered. Um, shit. Give me, like, a little bit drive. Number two is a Keanu movie that's not really a Keanu movie that uh, was directed by a guy who directed two Gosling movies. Damn. Which narrows it down to one person, if you can remember who that is. The, the guy that did Only Goss Forgives. Mm-hmm. And Drive. Nicholas and Winding Drive. Yeah. Yeah. And what Keanu it's movie did Keanu he do? movie with also with Elle Fanning. I don't know. The Neon Demon. Okay. Okay. And then the last guy... Austin Belzer has this as a second. Number one is Knock Down the House, which is that new documentary about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which just came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said that was really good. I haven't watched it yet. Numbers three and four are basically the same movie. Okay. I'm surprised that you haven't guessed this yet. Snatch. No. It, give me, like, a genre type of thing. Well, what's like... the most popular movie in the world? Pulp Fiction. No, currently. Oh, the one that we... Mad Max, Fury Road. No, no, no. What? Currently. More, the most popular movie in the world. Avengers Endgame. Yep, and what's the movie that's basically the same thing as Avengers Endgame? Infinity Wars. You got it. So yeah. that's his three and four. Kind of boring across the board, and I am, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed in, in these selections, but yeah. uh, it is what it is. You know, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. That's how it works, man. We can't pick what they pick, so. So the last segment, the last game that we're playing is the Crying and Shirtless game. We're not going to guess today, because the next movie we're doing is The Beach Bum, which we've, seen, we've seen already. Yeah. When we do The Beach Bum, we'll guess for Scooby-Doo. We'll guess okay. for Scooby. Oh, God. Yes. But we did, and I looked, uh, we guessed for this oh. when Jordan was on to talk about The Greatest Showman. Okay. Also a long so time ago. Jordan said, the one line I read says that this movie is from the perspective of his girlfriend. Oh, that's why I thought of it. Okay. Okay. There you so go. So bl- I'm blaming Jordan. Uh, who can't accept the fact that he's a serial killer. I think as she's finally coming to terms that there may be something wrong, she's confronting him about it, and he manipulates her first by taking off his shirt. Then when that doesn't work, he cries. Which he kind of does both. He does, but it's the it's the it's the movie long manipulation. It's not like a you're yeah, the like killer, in- and he's like, well, here's my abs. Am I still the killer? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And she's like, yes. And he's like, no, but wait. And cries. Yeah. You said Ted Bundy. He's a serial killer. I know that much. We get a flashback. He's a small child, but then it won't be Zeph, so never mind. We see early <laughs> okay. in Ted Bundy's murderous career that he was inspired. He had a lust for blood because he saw this dog get hit by a car. When he sees this, he takes his shirt off and bandages the dog with it because it was bleeding. He rushes it to the veterinary hospital. He says, you need to save this dog. They ask, is it yours? He says, no, just do it. And they say, you're going to need to pay for this. And he says, but I can't. And then the dog dies, so he cries, holding the dog. Eventually, that's the first person he murders. 
the receptionist who asks for insurance. That's his first actual murder. He shirtless the veterinary office, obviously, because it's still on the dog. To be honest, I was like wildly off, but I had the dog thing down. It was like a pivotal part of the movie. There was a dog. Yeah, they don't get the dog, though, because they were just like eyeing the dog. They want to figure out what dog to get, right? Because they didn't have the house, but they want to look at the dog. And, and the dog, dog barks freaked out. The dog, the dog yeah. senses the evil. Yeah, he sensed the evil. He smelt him. I said what I know about Ted Bundy, a very little amount, is that he got a, he was a very charismatic killer. So, of course, we're going to get sex scenes aplenty, which we did not. We only got the one. He's going to be shirtless. Yeah. Then He's going to be more shirtless than clothed, which we can Way only Mostly shirtless in this movie. He's going to bring women back. He's going to be shirtless, flexing those muscles. He's always doing that. Now, crying, it's unrelated to that. He gets arrested, then he's meeting with his lawyer, who's like, we're going to plead not guilty. They go to the courtroom. Zeph gets up there, cries. He shows no remorse this whole time, but he gets up there and puts on this big show, a sort of flashback to Zephantine again. He's crying. He's sobbing. He's like, I'm a changed man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. The judge says, no, you're lying. Then sentences Zeph to life in prison or murder or death. So his crying is to try to fake show remorse. The judge says, no, you're sentenced to die. Zeph steers, stop immediately. He steers daggers into the judge, meaner than the ones Zendaya stared into him in this movie. Oh, jeez. I got things right, but they were all out of order. We all kind of got things right in a weird way. Yeah. For like us like not really knowing the Ted Bundy story, we kind of got things right. So, interesting. Yeah, so not, not, not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible at all. That'll just about do it for uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. I had to read that because I still don't remember what it is. Um, Yeah, same. I'm glad that I never have to say the name of this movie again. Same. The Zeftiac. I mean, like, that's the only thing I'll refer to it as, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we'll be back in a month or so for The Beach Bum. Which I'm really excited about. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. He's so good in that movie. Anything else you want to say about this Ted Bundy movie before we uh, wrap up for today? I think it was good. I think that if you like the Ted Bundy story, you'll be pleasantly surprised that it's not like just the Ted Bundy story. Mm -hmm. If you like Zeph, he's a great actor in it. It's a really interesting movie in its own right because of the perspective that they chose. I think that it's worth a watch once. I wouldn't go out of my way to make people watch it, but if, if you're listening to this... You probably watch it or should watch it. So, and it's you know everybody has Netflix now, even Zephyr, and so go uh, go check this out because it's available for free, assuming you have Netflix or someone's password to Netflix. So, amen. And also, when you open Netflix, it's just the thing that starts playing. So, yeah, it, it is. almost like... couldn't be easier to find. Truth. But this episode, I think, in theory, will come out tomorrow. As I'm as we're recording this, as I'm saying this, should come out tomorrow, Wednesday, May eighth, or worst case, Thursday, May 9th. So you'll have this in your ear holes soon. Email zackattack at cageclub.me if you want to talk about this movie. We'll read those emails next month when we talk about The Beach Bum. Hope you're still listening, and go check out Too Fast, Too Forever, and also go check out, if you want, Boyfriend Material and Magic Mikes. But the, the, the big one, of course, is Too Fast, Too Forever. Amen. For all things Zack Attack, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, zackattack at cageclub.me. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you thought of this Ted Bundy movie or the Beach Bum or whatever and we'll read those episodes or the, read those emails next episode also leave us a review on iTunes if you want although you don't have Please. to I would rather you leave a review about us as entertainers which is a word that I would never use to describe myself do that on Too Fast Too Forever so if you like this show go review Too Fast Too Forever that would be uh, very kind of you and just you know include a reference to Zeph about how you want Zeph in Fast and Furious because that's something might we can happen, all agree on. Which might happen. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll see you in about a month for the Beach Bum right here on Zack Attack. Oh, I got you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You thought I didn't see you, now didn't you?